You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hey guys, welcome to the Raw and Real podcast. I'm your host, Linda Piazza, and every week we have real conversations about loss, all forms of loss, and this week we are going to be talking about control and fear. Thanks for joining us. Wow, what a week, what a week, what a week. It has been stressful, and it has been challenging, it has been difficult, it has been fearful, and it has been crazy. And everybody is aware of what has been going on with the coronavirus throughout the world, throughout the country, throughout our cities, throughout our state, throughout our areas that we live. These are unprecedented times that we're living in, which means there's a lot of fear and confusion right now. A lot of that comes from not knowing what is true and what's not true. A lot of it comes from misinformation. A lot of it comes from innocent conversations that you have between friends and family members that end up starting to bring people into panic situations and lack of control over the situation. And I think lack of control over the situation that we're currently in right now brings people a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of questions, a whole lot of fear, a whole lot of sleepless nights because they don't know, people don't know what to do, people don't know how to handle it. When things are out of our control, we have a tendency to shut down. We have a tendency to go to negative places. We have a tendency to have our mindset in a bad place. We have a tendency to freeze. We have a tendency to isolate. We have a tendency to do a lot of things that aren't quite the best for us. So that is one of the things that we're going to talk about today because I think it is extremely important to figure out the best ways to handle this, the things that you can do to help you overcome what we have going on right now. And Get yourself back into a place where your head is in a positive mindset, where you're working your body, in your spirit, in your mind. It is never more important than in a time like this. And when times like this happen and somebody tells you, you can't leave your house or you can't go to school, churches close down. Kids are no longer going to school. There's no end in sight. It becomes an episode of crazy, an episode of fear, an episode of anxiety, like I said. And all of this comes from lack of control. When somebody tells you you can't do something, you're losing control over things, things that you would normally be able to do that you're not going to do anymore either because you've been mandated and somebody's told you you can't or because you are choosing to self-quarantine and keep yourself out of the middle of all of the mess that we have going on regardless of what your choices are regardless of who is telling you to stay in there is control that is lost around all of this and with lack of control comes a lot of fear and that's what we're going to talk about today Thanks so much for being here. 
Fear and confusion. How do you stay focused and positive? How do you remain calm? How do you have a clear head? How do you focus on the positive when there is so much uncertainty and so much disruption that thriving in being in a good state of mind, a good frame of mind becomes extremely difficult? This is stuff that happens to us in different phases of our lives, not just right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the coronavirus. It brings to light some of the things that will cause people anxiety and cause people fear, cause people lack of control. This is one of the things, and we're like right smack dab in the middle of it. So, how do y'all handle it? How do you manage? to keep yourself sane, keep yourself upbeat, keep yourself from getting yourself dug into a really deep, dark hole, because that can be easily done in a situation similar to this. When we lose control of things, it's not just in this particular situation. However, it's a great example of loss of control because we can't go out. We are sitting here watching TV and we're watching countries like Italy and Madrid, Spain and China and the UK. We're watching these countries go through a ton of devastation, which has now been brought to the United States. And when we see that happening, we are so lost. We are so scared. We are so... I don't even really know if I can find the right word for really what this pandemic is causing to people in general around the world, around the country, around our cities, around our states. And I think there's a huge awareness that's coming around all of this right now on what we need to be doing or how we can handle it or how we can handle it better, how we can overcome the things that we are experiencing going through right now. And I think that more so than ever, it is so extremely important for everybody to kind of stay as calm as you can, to find things that you can do that will cultivate a greater mental and emotional resilience and give you a better mindset and give you some hope in a very dark time. We experience this through things similar to this, through the coronavirus. We experience this when somebody finds out that they have an illness. We experience this when somebody finds out that a loved one has suddenly died. All of this stuff is completely out of our control. And when we lose control of something, It brings on a whole other set of problems. It brings on a whole other set of issues that we now have to deal with. So you're not only dealing with the coronavirus or losing a loved one or going through a divorce or anything else that you might be struggling with that's causing you a loss that causes you lack of control, somebody being sick and get diagnosed with something that's a terminal illness. Those things are all difficult. And every one of them are out of our control. When those things hit us and we have no control over it, we have a tendency to go into a mode of fear, a Mm. mode of confusion. We have a tendency to shrivel up and we don't know how to act. We don't know how to 
think we don't know how to pull ourselves out of a really difficult time, a really dark place. And there are, there are things that we should be doing to exercise our mind, to exercise our physical body. There are things that we should be doing right now to take care of ourselves, to eat healthy, to even though we're on some type of a lockdown or quarantine, we need to be getting up and out. If you can't go out and walk on outside of your, your home, do some walking, some exercising inside of your house. When you start having movement and you are not sedentary in what's going on day to day, that helps your mental and emotional state. I don't know if you realize that or not, but if you're going through all of this, you're going through the coronavirus, you're going through a loss of a loved one, you're going through a divorce, whatever it is that you're going through. If you stay on your couch and you watch TV all day, you feel sorry for yourself, you're in a bad emotional place, it is going to be really hard for you to pull yourself out of it and stay healthy. If you can get up and, I don't know, do some jumping jacks, do some yoga, do some meditation, do some journaling, do some things that are going to put you in a positive place instead of a negative place. I mean, let's be honest, it is really hard to stay positive right now. It is really hard to stay upbeat and say, yay, we are loving life. Because right now, to be frank with you, everybody is fearful. They are scared and no one knows when the next shoe is going to drop. No one knows hour to hour what's going to happen. And we experience this at the same time that we are losing somebody that we love. We experience this when we are watching somebody go through treatment for diabetes or cancer. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, which causes us lack of control, which causes us fear. So do we crawl up in a ball and do we just say we're not dealing with it? Or do we take the bull by the horns and say, nope, we're going to take control of this the best that we can. We're going to do what we can, even though the situation is out of our control. The things we can control, we can control, control our minds. We can control our bodies. We can control our lifestyle. We can control the way we handle the situation. We could control a lot around us. And there are the things we have no control over. We can't stop the coronavirus. We can't prevent somebody from getting cancer. We can't stop somebody from dying. We can't prevent somebody from not loving us anymore. Those are things that are out of our control and we can't do anything about. But there are things that are in our control that we can do to handle the situation better, to come out of it a little bit stronger and a little bit wiser for the experiencing experience that we go through. Right now is the most uncertain times I think many of us are going to experience. And if you've never experienced the loss of a loved one or you haven't experienced a lot of loss in your life or anything negative, this is probably a lot harder for you because it's very uncharted territory and you really don't know what to do and you don't know how to act and you don't know how to be. And for people who have experienced something 
that has been earth shattering in their lives, it's probably a little bit better, a little bit easier in a sense to, to cope with it because you're given coping skills that you don't even realize when you're a caretaker for somebody who is sick. You're given coping skills when you are becoming a single parent and you're going through a divorce and you've come out on the other side. You're given coping skills when you've watched them bury that person that you love and you didn't think life was ever going to be the same again. And it usually isn't, but you didn't think you were ever going to come out of it and that you would ever feel okay again. Through all of those things and our lack of control over those things, we have learned, if you come out on the other side of it, you've learned to cope, you've learned to deal, you've learned to live and come out on the other side. In this particular case with the coronavirus, there are a lot of people that have absolutely no idea how to handle this. There are a lot of people that are more fearful than I could probably even imagine because it's something that they haven't ever been through. And they are losing control. They have no idea of what is down the road. We don't have any idea. I'm okay with it because I'm a survivor and I have survived a lot of grief and a lot of loss in my life, which has got me in a place where I'm not as, I guess, I'm concerned. And most of my concern comes from not wanting to harm other people. So I've chosen to stay in as much as I can so that anybody can be a carrier of this thing. And I would not want to be a carrier of this thing and give it to somebody else. So I'm being very, very careful. So that is my choice, my decision. I'm taking control of the situation by making that choice and making that decision. Now, let me tell you, being what I would say stuck in my house, I live alone has been quite the challenge. And I feel in that aspect, I've lost control of some things, getting in my car. And maybe it's more freedom than it is control because we are losing our freedom. And that is not a great place to be. And that causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of stress, because all of a sudden, the things that you gave zero thought to that you do on a regular basis, just getting up and going to work. I bet you everybody who complained about going, getting up and going to work has got a little bit of a different attitude towards it right now. I'm sure there are many people out there right now that wish they can get in the car and get dressed and go to work because they are working from home. They're either working from home and they're by themselves, so they have no community around them. And if you are an extrovert person, it's driving you crazy. Or they are at home and they're working and they have their children and they've got to play triple role. They got to be mom or dad. They've got to be employee. They got to be husband. They got to be wife all under one roof at the same time, which they're not used to. So there are things that we may have complained about before that all of a sudden don't look so bad anymore. So when we're sitting back and we're dealing with all of this stuff, what is it that you're doing to help overcome and get your mindset in a better place? What are you doing for your family? What are you doing for yourself? What are you doing for the people around you? What are you able to do? Are you able to do anything? Are you 
a person who has a compromised uh, immune system. And so there's no option. There is no choice but for you to stay home. In that case, you've lost control. And in that case, that lack of control can make you angry. It can make you bitter. It can give you anxiety. It can make you fearful. It can make you, I don't know, just not happy. Yeah, I think lack of control in that situation makes you unhappy. So what are you doing to overcome that? What are you doing to combat that? What are some of the things that you can do? So in this particular situation, as we've got a pandemic going on around the world, some of the things that you can do to improve your mindset, improve the way you're handling this, try to gain some control over the situation, gain control over your life, let go of the anxiety, let go of the fear. Some of the things that you can do is exercise. You may not be able to get out, but you can go into your backyards. If the weather is nice, go outside, walk around your yard, do some yard work, plant some things, do some puttering around of things that you always said you wanted to do and never had a chance to do. Read some books that have been on your list. This is, I would wish I had the time to do, or I wish I had the time to read. Grab those books out. And the books that you read, try to find something that's going to be upbeat and positive. If you're watching a movie, put something on that's going to make you laugh. Don't put on something that's going to sit here and make you cry and make you more depressed in a movie about the apocalypse. Holy cow, don't watch that. Do things that are going to put you in a better space. I know that a lot of people, small businesses, I'm a small business. And I know right now, a lot of times when in just a normal situation, people tell us to work in the business, not on the business. Well, it's a little difficult to work in the business right now because I work with the public and I, a lot of people have kind of put on the brakes on looking for houses, put on the brakes on listing houses. Some people are still out there doing it. Other people are not. So while I have this downtime, so to speak, I am going to work on my business and do those things that have been on my list of things to do that I haven't had time to do because I'm busy making money. Usually they tell you, do the money producing things. And if it's not producing money, don't do them or hire somebody to do them. Well, many of us are not in a situation right now where we can go ahead and hire anybody to do this work because we're concerned about finances. We're concerned about income. I know if I don't work, I don't get paid. And there are a lot of other people in similar situations. So we have to be smart about things. So I'm choosing to do things that are going to improve my life down the road, improve my mindset currently right now. So whether that's yoga, that's meditating, that's exercising, that's going for a walk around the block or a walk around my yard, depending on what it is that I'm able to do. If that is reading a book, watching a movie that's funny, doing a live video or FaceTime with my grandchildren or my children, or having goofy group texts with my family, whatever it is that I feel like I can get some joy from, I can get some peace from, I can actually laugh. That is what I'm doing. There are many things that we can do today 
that can help you not feel isolated. Because for me, I can feel very isolated and alone because I am. I'm, I'm, you know, my kids are all grown and gone. I'm an empty nester. So this situation could be really, 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 really tough. But I'm choosing for it not to be. Not that I haven't had my moments, because trust me, I have. Yesterday, I had a meltdown. And I mean, I was going stir crazy. And I decided I was going to paint my kitchen cabinets. That was not the best use of my time, I promise you. However, it gave me a distraction. I needed a distraction from everything that was going on. Every time you get on Facebook, all you see is the COVID-19. You turn on the TV, all it is is COVID-19. You talk to your friends, all they talk about, we talk about is COVID-19. I needed a break. I needed to breathe again. So I decided I was going to put myself in the middle of a project. Was it the smartest thing? Probably not, but it did clear my head. So if you have a project around the house or you have something that you can do that's going to help you decompress, that's the word, help you decompress, do it. If it's a painting or if it's cleaning your house or changing your curtains, I don't know what it is for you, but whatever it is for you, whether it's a situation with COVID-19 or you're trying to get over the loss of somebody or you're dealing with your divorce situation, whatever it is, find stuff that you're able to do that's going to put you back in control of yourself, your life, your situation. A lot of things right now, like I said, are out of our control. And we need to figure out a way to rein it back in, get that big fish, and take control over the things we're able to. Let go of the fear because honestly, guys, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. All we can do is heed the message, be safe, protect ourselves, and act accordingly. By doing that, we will gain back the control that we are afraid that we lost. And hopefully by letting go of that, we will also let go of the fear. Now we're going to take a short break for a segment we named Getting the Call. This features my personal journey and thoughts about what happens when you first get notified about a loss or you get bad news. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. So it was March, and my daughter was a freshman in college. She was going to Sam Houston State University, and she had called me earlier in the day, or earlier actually in the week, letting me know that she had something on her arm. Her arm was bothering her, and it was swollen. And she went to the emergency room, and they told her that she just had a hematoma. She was fine, sent her home with a lollipop. She called me and said her arm's not getting any better and she has allergies to bug bites. So I said, it might be a spider bite. Just see how it is in the morning. If it's not any better, you need to go back to the doctors. And so she called me the next day and she sent me a picture of her hand and her hand was swollen where she couldn't literally like close her fingers together. She couldn't bend her arm. She was in a pretty significant amount of pain. She had been to the emergency room twice and nothing really was being done and they made her feel like she was crazy. So she went ahead and she was pretty upset. And I told her, I said, you need to call the, go to the clinic at school. Somebody needs to help you because whatever's going on isn't normal and it doesn't seem to be getting better. It's getting worse and they're not paying attention to you at the emergency room. So she 
called up there and they didn't have any appointments. They couldn't see her the day that day. So I, of course, being who I am, I said, well, that's not acceptable. And I picked up the phone and I called up at the school and I told them, <laughs> the little girl that answered the phone, that she can move her sore throat patient who needed to come in and make room for my daughter because there was something seriously wrong and she needed to be seen as soon as possible. Conveniently enough, after I kind of sort of threatened her, <laughs> she went ahead and came back online. So, well, she can come in at two o'clock. Long story short, she goes in to the doctor. The doctor looks at her and tells her, you have a blood clot. You need to get to the emergency room right away. So she calls me and she tells me the doctor thinks that she has a blood clot and she's back on her way to the emergency room. The doctor told her that she needed to go to ER. She goes to ER. She tells him what the doctor says. They do an ultrasound. And sure enough, she has a blood clot in her arm. I'm in the middle of a meeting and I get a phone call at my office and it is the emergency room doctor. Now I know nothing about blood clots. I know nothing about any of the stuff at the time. I've now become an expert at some of this the stuff. And the emergency room doctor tells me that she has a, I don't know, some deep vein thrombophilia and a very large blood clot that's traveling to her lungs and that they were going to admit her into ICU. And the next 24 hours were critical and they didn't know if she was going to make it. And of course, I freaked out. And I told him, absolutely not. She was going to be transferred to a Houston hospital that we lived in an area where they had the best medical facilities and the best medical center. And my daughter was not staying in that little whole bunk town of Huntsville. And she wasn't going into that hospital. And I wanted her transferred. And the doctor tried to explain to me that that wasn't possible that they were not able to transfer her, that if they transferred her, she would not make it. And of course, I was being quite stubborn. I was feeling like I had zero control over the situation. I was trying to get control somewhere. So I told her no. I told her I was calling my doctor. I would have him make arrangements and he would get her sent over here. I said, you can send her by life flight. You can send her by ambulance. I will come and get her. She is not staying there. In the meantime, I called my doctor. He told me to hold on. So I was on the phone with the emergency room doctor. He hung up with me. He called her, had a conversation with her. He called me back. And I, of course, just kept going on about the fact that she needed to come to Houston. And he said, you need to stop. You need to take a deep breath and you need to listen to me. She is not able to be transferred. If she is transferred and we put her on a plane or if we put her on an, in an ambulance, she will not make the trip. So you need to take a deep breath. You need to get in your car and you need to head to Huntsville because the next 24 hours are critical. She was 18 years old. She was a freshman in college. It was just before spring break. I never had to deal with anything like this before. Blood clot, what are you talking about? Where did it come from? How did she get it? There were a million questions that I had and I had to go to Huntsville. And, and this was later in the afternoon. So it was like four or five o'clock. So rush hour traffic, the longest two hours of my life, longest two hour drive. It's usually an hour and 15 minutes, but because of rush hour, it was a very, very, very long drive to get there. And I learned a ton of stuff while I was there, what caused it and, and what she had 
And it was a phone call that no parent wants to get. It, it was a phone call that took your took my breath away. It was a phone call that scared the ever-living hell out of me because when I got there, I really didn't know what I was going to see. I didn't know what all of this was going to look like. I didn't know she was going to make it. I, I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know anything other than the fact that her condition was serious and she couldn't be moved. I hope that none of you ever have to get a phone call like that. It is, it's, it's a hard call to get. It's a hard call to get. I remember where I was. I was in my, I was in an office. I was with two of my friends. We were in a meeting or I just remember the whole thing just as though it was yesterday. And I remember the fear running through me. I remember the anxiety. I remember the, just the, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around it. And I was so afraid of what was going to happen. It all turned out okay and she's okay. But it was a long haul and it was a long drive and it was a phone call that just literally took my breath away. Welcome back. I know it's been a rough couple of weeks and I know that there has been a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress that has been around what we have been dealing with as a country and as a nation and as a world. I know that the coronavirus has people in chaos and in fear. I know that people are feeling like everything is out of their control and it's really, really hard for us to embrace that and find something positive out of it. So what I'd like to leave you with is while we can't control the situation that we are in, we cannot control this virus in the way it is spreading. We can control it by staying home. We can control it by trying to do what they're asking us to do so we don't spread it if we do have it. And just take the time right now, take the time that you have been given, that we have been given, that we don't get often with our family, with our friends, with ourselves and reconnect. Many families don't do dinner together anymore because there's a two-family household, one parent's not home, you've got school, you've got bath, you've got bed, you've got dinner, and it's always rushed and it's crazy. And it's not what it was back in the day when I was growing up, when dinner was on the table at five o'clock and you talked about your day. Now it's a whole lot different. So maybe maybe one of the things we can take away from this and, and we can gain some control over our family life and our personal life is by getting back to the basis and doing some of the things that bring our families together, play games with the kids, have dinner with the kids, enjoy your time with them. I know a lot of parents are pulling their hair out because they're trying to work and they've got their kids home. And now there's a whole thing about school possibly not going back in. And you're just really, your life's kind of turned upside down for a little bit and be okay with that. I, as hard as it is, be okay with that. If you're somebody who needs to get back in touch with yourself and have some me time and have some time to just be nice to you because you're not having to work 
14 hours a day, you're having to work, but it's at a lower level. Take advantage of that. Read a book, take a hot bath, do something that's nice for you that you haven't done in a long time because you haven't had the time. People in business, you've got an opportunity to work on your business, not in your business, because working in your business is not an option to some people working on your business. There are all those things that were on your list of things that you needed to do that you keep putting on the back burner because you don't have time. Now you have time. You have time to put those systems in place. You have time to put that marketing stuff in place. You have time to work on those ideas, your website, whatever it is that you're working on. You've got time to do that now. Let's take this opportunity and let's look at it as an opportunity. It's yes, it's hard and it's devastating and it's scary. At the same time, it is an opportunity for all of us to go ahead and reconnect and get back to the basics of what's important in life. I know, and I think I said this before, when my mom and my dad and my sister were on their deathbed, they weren't asking for how much money they had and they weren't asking about their jobs. They just wanted the people around them that they love. You have an opportunity right now to really embrace and be around the people that you love. If you are so blessed to have them with you in your home and in your area where you can actually maximize out on that. So take that as a blessing. I'm going to leave you with one thing and it's the serenity prayer. And I think it couldn't be more fitting in a time like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for joining me. I hope you gained some new insight into fear and control. Please share this with anyone that might benefit from today's topic and tune in to next week's episode of Ron Real. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 